What's up, my friends? Matt Prince here. This is the Matt Prince Podcast brought to you by weaponizedman.com and Royal Fitness. Today's topic is this, fake money. Now, today is all about building your empire. So I want to shed some light on a concept that I absolutely love. And it's actually, if if, you know, if I'm on the drink, if I'm having a few spiced rums uh, around me mates and I've got a few mates who are really interested in this kind of stuff, I'll always end up going back to this term of fake money um, when we're talking about you know empires and growth and all the fun stuff, all the exciting stuff. I'll always end up back at fake money. Now, what fake money is and what I am going, where I'm going with this, it's... It's, it stems from a principle of wealth growth that you may or may not have thought about too much, or you would have heard about it for sure, but you may not have thought about it or you might not know about it too deeply. Now, that is a concept of compounding, right? So compounding essentially, let's say you've got $100 and you invested into something at 10% returns, say per year, as an example, and you, you do it over 30 years, right? Year one, you've got 100 bucks. Year two, you've got 110 bucks. Year three, you've got you know an extra, it might be up to $123 or something like that. Year four, it might be up to $140 because the compound, the 10% just keeps going on top of that hundred bucks, assuming you don't take anything out, um, but you'll you'll add ten percent every year. So you just keep adding ten percent, adding ten percent. Now by year thirty, you know I don't know the exact figures of it, but it's let's say that's at a you know one million and twelve uh, one one point two million and thirty three dollars, something like that. Like it's going to expand, and that's just off investing that one hundred dollars. It just compounds over time. Okay, now. Don't hold me to those figures because I have no fucking idea. I didn't even do the maths. I didn't even do maths in year 12, right? So it's uh, that's just an example of what compounding looks like. Year one, you start with 100. Year two, you got 110 if it's 10%. And then by year 30, you know, you might be looking at a really good return there, okay? So it's, uh, it's a concept. It's a principle. And within that principle, I like to look at it from a, a point of view of something that we can use um, ourselves to create growth, create wealth, right? So I, I think a lot. I'm I like like I'm fascinated with real estate. I always have been, um, and I know a lot of people who I talk to within the gym uh, are as well. And something I've heard a lot is this: the term "I am." I just bought my first house or I'm about to buy my first house. And I'm like, sweet, that's awesome. What is, What are you doing? Like, where'd you, what'd you get? You know, how is it? Because I, I, I love it. I fucking do. I'm really, really excited about that stuff, especially when people tell me that they're doing good things and they're you know, making moves. I really, it fires me up. But you'll often hear that term of first house and what that generally implies and usually go diving into it more with the people is it's their place that they plan on living in for one to three years and then they're going to rent it out and, and do it again, right? And buy another place and then try and build a bit of a portfolio from there. And I, I love that concept. I really do. I think it's great. Now, there's a few things that I wanted to touch on with the concept of fake money because this is a real possibility for every single person out there, right? Assuming you're in a position, and again, I'm not a financial advisor, I'm not a bank manager, like I don't know any of this stuff. Um, it's just something that I am interested in and uh, and I thought I'd talk about and I, hopefully it helps somebody, right? So don't, don't blame me if your shit goes sideways or if it doesn't work because I may be wrong. Now, the idea is, let's say you have, you've gone the traditional route and um, borrowed 80% for a property, right? So you've got your 20% deposit, you've saved up, 
Um, you've had that discipline to save up 20%. You whack that into a property. So let's say it's a $500,000 house that you've bought, right? And you've got your, your 20%. So you've got $400,000 loan. You've got your 20% that you've, you've put in there. So it's it's a $500,000 property for 400,000 owing. That's good, right? It's all good. It's a good starting point. Now, what happens? Let's say you've you've renovated it a little bit. So you've made it better, right? Let's say you've you've made it look prettier. You've done some landscaping. You've painted up the walls. You've, you know, added a, added a door, you know, whatever. Like you've just made it better. From there, you have every right to go back to the bank and say, hey, bro, What's going on? Can you please revalue my house? I want to know how much it's worth. They might come back and say, hey, you look, looks great. Well done. It's now worth, you know, $540,000. Let's give, we'll go $600,000 as, as an easy example, right? <laughs> so they're going, yep, sweet. $600,000 property market's gone up. You've made a really good, you've made it really pretty. You know, it's looking great. What was worth 500 is now worth 600. Awesome, right? So the bank says that. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to give you $100,000 to go out and buy whatever you want, right? You can do some things like refinancing and stuff. But again, I don't know anything about that. I've never actually done that. You'd have to talk to your bank peoples. Um, but let's let's look at it from this point of view, right? You, the bank said, hey, your $500,000 house is now worth six hundred. Okay, so you've still got your $100,000 in there that you put in. You're going to leave that in because that's that's... You know, that's the deposit, that's keeping it security, you know, that's all good. But you've now essentially got $100,000 between that 500 and 600 that you can look at using. You can use that and compound that, right? Now, this is what I call fake money because it's not actually your money, right? It's, it's, it's fake money. Like the bank saying, hey, your house is now worth 600 um, you bought it for 500 so there's $100,000 in there that's just sort of like, it could be worth that if you sold it. Maybe not, I don't know, it probably is, but they don't really know and it's not really yours. You didn't really earn it per se um, and it's not really in cold hard cash. It's sort of in limbo land, right? What the banks will allow you to do is borrow 80% of that. Again, depending on your situation, you've got to talk to your bank people. I don't want to keep saying that, but I, I feel like I have to. Um, but let's say out of that 100000 you can borrow 80,000, right? And that can go towards another deposit for another place, your second place. So you might have your house now with a $400,000 loan on it. You may have saved an extra, say, 30K or whatever. And now you've got $110,000 because you've got $80,000 of borrowable equity. Right, they're going to leave some in there because they won't let you borrow at all because that's fucking crazy if the banks let you do that. Usually, it's about eighty percent from my experience. But so you, essentially, you can you can go out with that eighty that's fake money plus thirty of your real hard cold cash and be like, all right, sweet, I'm going to buy another five hundred thousand dollar place, right? And now it's only costing you instead of saving a hundred, you've saved thirty, and you've you've used you know. 80 and you've got your stamp duty sort of tapped into, let's say you buy it for 480 or something. Um, by the time stamp duties come in, it might cost you 510 total. So now you've got two places, right? Now you have two places. One's worth 600,000, one's worth 480,000. So you're looking at like what over $1 million worth of real estate. And essentially you've only put in 130,000 of your own money. 
because you've used 80,000 of the fake equity money as well, right? Which is really, really cool. I find that really, really interesting. Now, the funny thing is with this, this is, this is the, the, the cool part, is you can do it again in say three to five years, right? Same thing, you've got two places now and they both hopefully would have gone up um, based off, um, you know, created growth that you've, you've manufactured, manufactured sort of growth or just the market going up as well, right? Like depending, you know, you might've bought in the right spot at the right time and it's gone up. So now you've got two places, one's worth your 600 and the other was worth 480, um, but now they've both gone up. Let's say the 480 one's worth 600 and the 600 one's worth 650. Right now you have more equity again to go and do the same thing, repeat the same process. And you would have saved some money, um, hopefully in the periods of time as well, right? Um, and essentially, too, the other thought process with it is I'm assuming that second place isn't just like a beach house or something. It's a rental property, right? So you've got different tax um, things you can do on it. And you've got different, you've got rental income, right? You've got all this stuff. So if you look at this from a, um, a an empire growth sort of concept, right? Now you can use your house and take fake money out of it to put into your investments, right? Is it the, is it right for everybody? Absolutely not. Is it? Can you fuck it up? Absolutely, you can fuck it up, right? There is a lot more you need to learn and study and, and understand behind this. I'm just trying to teach you guys a concept, a principle. This is a principle that I like and I think is very, very usable for a lot of people. Um, and those who I have talked to and you know shared this concept with that have used it, have used it and succeeded with it, right? Um, but they've also done it with education around the markets and all that sort of stuff too, because that's a whole other topic, which I'm not going to go into on this podcast um, because it's uh, it's one beyond my pay grade. Um, and two, it's not something I think, I think for some people might take uh, what I say too literally and um, not do their due diligence in, in researching, but the idea of fake money to me, you can look at it from that point. So you buy one property, it goes up, take that money, take 80% of that money in the equity, put it into another one, wait for them both to go up or manufacture growth. So they both go up, repeat the process. Basically, if you think about it like this, let's say you've got five or 10 fucking properties, which is huge in itself, right? All paying income apart from your house. They're, they're all, giving you money in terms of rent. So usually it covers the interest or whatever. Um, you've got your actual growth of markets are going up, right? So let's say even if 10 of them go up by a little bit, just a tiny bit, $10,000 each, that's $100,000, right? Of just fake growth is right, fake money growth, right? So you've got $100,000. What can you do with that? You can go put it into another one, right? It's another deposit, right? So the, the potential here is pretty high. Um, and it's also pretty cool. And it's all assuming that the banks let you. Um, obviously, you have to be in the right um, categories for them and to, to see, all, see you from that sort of light. But it's just something that I wanted to share with you guys. Hopefully, it helps someone who listens. Um, if you do have questions, I'm probably not the guy. Uh, you're probably best to talk to your, your financial advisors or your, your bank managers and stuff. But look it up. Um, I, I learned a lot of this stuff. Uh, through a few different things. One was my dad. My dad is a bank manager, so I can I, I sort of can hit him up and ask him a lot of questions around all that sort of stuff. And he's been tremendous in helping me with it all. Um, some real good books like you got you, books like Rich Dad Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. 
He's brilliant. He's got some really cool stuff. Um, things like just learning from different real estate people. There was one uh, real estate course that I bought um, called I Love Real Estate. Now, I only wanted one specific piece out of it. And um, the course cost me five grand. Um, and I only wanted one little specific piece out of it. But that little specific piece is something that uh, is going to pay me forever. And I'm, I'm really glad I, I bought that program. Um, but that's, you know, she's got podcasts and stuff like that. I love real estate. There's a lot of different stuff. Um, and, you know, it's a very broad topic. But if you talk to people that are doing it, that's a really good place to do it as well, right? So knowing like, say, say my old man in the bank, like he, he sees people do it and helps people do it all the time, right? So me knowing that, I can just ask him what to do. Now, you've probably got a friend who works in banks. You've probably got a friend who does property investing or has a parent or, you know, somebody that they know. They're usually pretty pretty open to helping you with it and talking about it because they love it because it's passion for them. And it's not a, it's not a sort of a thing like, you know, some people are threatened by other people's success. Usually people that are actually successful aren't, right? They're happy to help. So they'll generally sit down and help you with it because they just fucking love it. So, um, you know, hit them up, ask them, you know, buy them lunch, buy them beers, whatever, whatever it sort of costs. I would off, I wouldn't just say, Hey bro, can I pick your brain? Because that's the fucking worst annoying thing, uh, for anybody to do ever because, you know, busy people don't want their brains picked. They, they, you know, they, they want stuff. Um, but if you go from a true honest, um, angle and say, Hey, look, can I, can I pay you for your time? Can I buy you, you know, lunch or something like that? Can I pay for your time and buy you lunch? Um, and ask them from that angle, they might be more 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 happy to help. Um, and at the same time, it's a more respectful way to do it. Usually, they'll say, "Nah, bro, just buy me lunch. Like it's all good." Um, that's what I've found in my experience. But I'll never I'll never come in with uh, everything being about me. As in, like, hey, can you just help me for free and give me your time? Because I know you know I know you're really busy and really successful, and you don't need to talk to me. But um, I'm gonna just just gotta say, hey, can I can I pick your brain, right? It's not on, right? Especially if if they've got products or services or whatever that they've got to serve and, and run, like you gotta respect that. So anyway, that's that's you know, I could rant about that for a very long time because free is never good for anybody, right? It, it, it's uh, the people who the people who get the free stuff don't value it and don't do it. The people who give the free stuff are usually, you know, frustrated about it because yeah, they feel like they've been shafted as well. Um, something to think about. Anyway, that's all I've got. All right, guys. I hope that helps in some way. If you are interested in anything that I've got going on, hit me up and I'll help you out. Um, if you can check out the stuff I'm putting on the Instagrams, I'm, I'm being a little bit more active on there. I am being a lot more active on the podcast, so you, you'll, you'll notice that. Um, but guys, I hope you're all really, really well. I'll talk to you shortly. Have a great day. Bye.